and welcome to HopeForMe.Live. We're a new ministry that is designed to bring healing to the nations through uh, pastoral and counseling um, techniques. And what we want to do is help you uh, help yourself to become a better Christian and a better person so you can live a happy, healthy life. Today we're going to be focusing on healthy parenting. This is going to be a show where we're going to cover 10 specific ways to be a healthy parent. It's a very generic show. It's, we're not going to go into too much detail anywhere. Uh, any one of these we can do an entire show on, especially yeah. Angie, because she is just amazing. <laughs> well, thanks, Don. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let's start with number one uh, of the 10 tips to healthy parenting. And you say to educate and prepare for every season of parenting, because it changes when they're one versus when they're 14. Right. Yeah, right. So it's really good. Um, even if you're already a parent, you've been parent for a lot of years or whatever, or maybe coming up on teen years or adult years or, or you're in the toddler stage, all of it, one of the important things you can do to help kind of lower the stress level is, is educate yourself. You know, um, there's great books out there about parenting. Yeah, there's a lot of good books, and you can educate yourself by asking others that have gone before you, you know, going to your parents if you had good parents and, and asking them and, um, and just getting advice and that kind of just be willing to learn, open yourself up for that education. It will help you plan better and set those goals that you want for parenting. And the type of education you get is important because, you know, um, that while there are good secular books on parenting, not all of them are great, and some of them are based on principles that are not biblical. So you need to be careful of what you choose, and choosing the best books and, and ones based on biblical principles is always the way to go. Right, and and knowing what to expect, you know, generally, not, not every kid's the same, and things happen differently. But um, it, it will, it really will lessen the fear factor, mm -hmm. the the fear of the unknown or the stress that you might have going into parenthood. So yeah, educating yourself is going to help a lot. Yeah, and you know, for example, we, you know, with the books, you know, if you have a book and all it focuses on is the kid's self esteem and it doesn't focus at all on discipline. Or, or anything like that, you know that there's going to be trouble when you're just focusing on this one thing. Well, it's good for kids to have self-esteem. Right. If you're just focused on that one thing, when there's 10 different things you need to, to learn and focus on, you can get yourself in big trouble. Right. That's absolutely true. So, and some might say, I don't have time to, I'm in the middle of parenting. I don't have time to read books. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there are those just quick articles that you can be reading online or again, ask friends or people that have gone before and have a lot of wisdom on parenting. I, I would just say you don't have time not to because you're going to make right. more time in the long run for yourself messing up and then having to fix your mistakes. Right. We're just trying to cover all the bases here. Absolutely. Number <laughs> two tips for healthy parenting, create a solid support base. You can't do this alone. Right, right. It's difficult to do alone. A lot, you know, there's a lot of single moms out there or single dads or mm -hmm. um, people who are trying to raise their kids right, but it's it's overwhelming. The best thing you can do is get people involved. Ask people to help you love your kids, you mm -hmm. know, ask people to help you um, when you're having a hard time where you can call and vent or get ideas, you know, really, really work hard on creating that support base. Um, it's going to help you get through a lot. Yeah, you know, way back, I think in the 90s, Hillary Clinton had done something about, um, it was a book about It Takes a Village, and while there was way too much socialism in there for me and my political views, and this isn't a political show, there were some great points about the fact that it does take a village or a group of people to, 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 to bring a kid from diapers 
into adulthood. Right. It right. really, really does. Mm -hmm. All right. Number three, learn how to balance planning with flexibility. Okay. Explain. Okay. So it's good to plan. Plan the best that you can, you know, for, for events or for just how you're going to raise your kids, how you would like to see things go, set those goals. Those are all really good things. Mm -hmm. But as we know, the, the circumstances of life hit us hard sometimes. And kids don't do what they're supposed kids to do. Kids don't always make you, help you be on time right kids don't always so you do the best and plan but but realize that you're gonna have to have some flexibility and and don't just if you already go into that knowing then it's not going to stress you out so bad so plan have room even plan room for that flexibility if this doesn't go right then i'm going to have time to do this or that it will help lessen the stress you know god is very flexible with us yeah you know because if you get too rigid with your planning it, it's almost like you're 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 doing the law you know the old testament law and there's no new testament does that make right. sense? Yeah. Am I overly spiritualizing this? <laughs> no. But you need to be flexible and, and understand what's going on. And, and kids don't always fit to the plan that you have set. Right. So that's very important to have yeah. that flexibility. Number four, um, parent with purpose and not with perfection in mind. Right. Right. So this is going to be key. A lot of people think, oh, I can't have kids because, you know, I, I you know, they, they're, they think it has to be perfect. Or even when you're raising children right now, just working really hard that everything is just under control and just so, which any of us who have been parents knows that is just almost an impossibility and will actually add to your stress level. So the focus needs to be more on, I'm going to be purposeful how I raise my kids. I'm going to plan ahead. I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to set goals. I'm going to set, where, where do I want it to go? How do, how do I want to raise my kids? How do I want them to turn out? So you're looking at the long-term goal instead of, you know, so you have a bad day, nothing goes right, your kids are everywhere, your kids are a mess, and then you're stressed out because you didn't live a perfect parenting day. And so really your focus needs to be the long-term goal in your, in your parenting with purpose and, and stay away from those ideas of perfection. That will just get you in trouble every time. Because yeah. since there's no perfect person and we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, right. we're not going to parent perfectly. Mm -mm. And what's interesting is is, is that it, it, if you make mistakes, it's kids, especially younger kids, are so forgiving. They really are. Even, even teenagers, when you are... Um, let's say sorry for a mistake you made. They can be so forgiving, right? Because they know nobody's perfect, right? Right. They're living it, yeah, for especially sure. Especially teenagers, for sure. All right, number five, prioritizing is key. Quality is better than quantity. So tell me what you're thinking on that level, right? So we all know as parents, you know, we're we're trying to balance a lot of things in our life. Maybe we have a job. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe we have a lot of events, maybe school events, things, family events, things that are happening. You have to decide early on where, what is going to be your priorities dealing with your children. You know, um, how are you going to uh, make that work? Um, what is the most important to you? What, what do you want to see? And so if you keep that in mind, kind of have, know that ahead of time. Um, when we're, so we have our busy schedule we can better focus on the quality of our time with our children. Instead, so say you're between jobs, you have 20 minutes, but in that 20 minutes, you're going to be purposeful. You're going to make it quality. 
you're going to you're going to focus on that child and really determine where you want that to go that that relationship to go so that's got to kind of be your goal keep that quality in mind and don't get too scared about the quantity i'm uh, imagining hearing that that um let's say that you have um you know uh, a couple that's divorced and you have a um let's just say the husband gets to see the kid once a week and so the husband takes out the five-year-old and he's going to take them and do this and he's going to take them and do this and he's going to take them and do this and he has this all planned out and it's now two o'clock and we need to get to our next thing but your kid is on the playground having a ball we gotta go right you know right and the kid just throws a fit no i want to stay i want that's an example of of quality over quantity we don't have to do that next thing right right look at what the kid is going through how they're feeling and adjust right and and you know the goal is also is we want to have those um good talks we want to have good communication we want to have um help them set their goals you know we want to make sure that we're we're using teaching moments as we can um because it's it's not just having fun with the kids parents it's not just having fun obviously it's about raising them and teaching them how to be, you know, good citizens in society and that kind of thing. So use those opportunities and, and make it quality time. So the time you have is very purposeful. And I think it's important that we understand that kids, you can't buy kids love. In other words, you can, you, can um, you know, buy them this gift and this gift and this gift. And let's say they're three or four years old. And you're not spending any quality time with them. And you do it maybe out of guilt. Yeah. And then, you know, they play with it for a couple of minutes. Oh, and the next thing you know, they never look at it again. And they go into the pot and pan cupboard and they're banging pot and pans around <laughs> for the next five days. And you wonder what happened. They want that time with you. Right. That right. quality is what you're talking about. Right. All right. Number six, strong listening skills is going to help identify needs and concern. Be a good listener. Listen to your kids. Right. Even when they're toddlers and they're babbling or whatever it is, they're 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 definitely always trying to communicate their heart, their mind, um, and sometimes that's hard when you're juggling a lot of things, when you're busy, the family's busy, you got a lot of kids in the house. That can be very hard, but you can get better at it with practice. If you set it as a goal, I'm going to try to be very intentional about listening to what's coming out of their mind trying to hear what's actually in their heart and and letting them know that they're being heard so they feel comfortable to come to you for for any issue so that's a good goal to have as a parent is really honing our listening skills and what it will do it will help us identify any issues we might need to deal with or even kind of head off any issues that might be coming we can start getting clues most people understand that if they're in a relationship that they need to be a good listener right but it's odd because mom and dad can lose sight of the fact that they're in a relationship with that kid right right and those rules don't change you don't have to be the drill sergeant boss all the time i mean there's times where yes you have to do that but, but literally listening and hearing them builds the relationship, builds the trust, builds the love right. on the kid's side. Right. Yeah, a lot of times when there's, especially if we have a lot of kids, we've learned to just kind of tune out because they're not always talking to us. They're, they're maybe just making noise in the other room and being silly. So we, we've learned to just tune stuff out sometimes just so we can do other things. But I used to do this trick, and I learned this from my mom. When I was doing dishes or when I was doing something – 
I would just really. Uh, by the way, I'm trying to tune out the helicopter. I right know, now. Go darn ahead. helicopter. Keep going. But but I would I would listen to the conversations. I would be careful to listen to the conversations I could hear my children having in the room, and I'm not present, um, not in an eavesdropping kind of way, but just I want to hear their hearts, and I I wanted to know who they were as people, and that's the best way to do it. If if you're just really trying to listen. Um, to their words and, and what's coming out. And it was very helpful, but it was something I practiced and I got better at over the years. Number seven, be a proud parent, but not a foolish parent. Now, what, what, what are you trying to say there? Okay, so, so it's, it's great for us to be proud of our kids and encourage them and to be excited for them um, and, and think that they're amazing and great, you know, because we can encourage them in those things. But we, don't, we also don't want to be the parent that doesn't, think their kid could do no wrong uh, that is not wise about expecting that that sometimes they're going to make some big mistakes and, and your kid might actually tell you a lie that you believe right right and we have to be willing to say hey kids do those kinds of things you know we don't want to be one of those parents that say oh no not my kid my kid is perfect because not only not only is that foolish but it could be hurting the kid we might need to have some correction there so that they can grow better and happier and peacefully and have good relationships and all of those things. And so we need to be wise about it and we need to look at it, they, who they are honestly so that we can parent correctly. And you know what? If you think your kid does no wrong, most likely what the real issue is is that deep in your heart, you have a great deal of pride because you raised the perfect kid. You did it. Right. So it could be a pride issue on your part altogether. Right, right. Right, and some people, you know, once they turn 18, then you're going to say, well, they're adults, it's not my fault, you know, that yeah, kind right. of thing. So that all of a sudden you don't want responsibility. But, but yeah, really, we, can, we are major influencers, and so we need to be wise about it and, and not be those parents that say, oh, no, not my kid. Discipline and discipleship. Let's talk about that. You, 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 you talk about needing to discipline your kid, but discipleship too and they're 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 connected but they're different well i mean discipline is discipleship i think in, in a you know it, it's it's if it's doing, done correctly if it's done correctly you're doing it in a way you know where you're you're it's teaching your goal you know you're remembering the goals that you set for your child and mm -hmm. how and you're purposeful in raising them so when we discipline we're obviously sometimes we're angry and we we, we react or we just want it to get it done. So it becomes controlling. Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't want to use that moment to teach or, you know, we just want it to stop. We want the noise to stop or we want them to be quiet or them to do what we told them to do. So we go into this kind of controlling. I'm the parent. I'm older. And yes, sometimes, you know, if your kids run in the middle of the street and you yell at them, stop now because you don't want them to get hit by a car. That's understandable. But if that is just your way of disciplining on a continual basis, you're missing out on the opportunity to teach them, to disciple them, to show them in a loving way, in a wise way, how to handle life's issues. And it's basically impossible to uh, disciple a kid without disciplining them properly. properly. And right. that's the key is the proper discipline. Disciplining with love, disciplining with purpose, never disciplining in anger or bitterness. Right. Having consistency is key. Yeah. If you are consistent and, and teaching them by example, 
Um, so you're doing the things that you're teaching them that are good and right. Make sure you're living that way as well so that they can watch that example. That's all discipleship. Number nine healthy tip uh, or tip for healthy parenting is understanding it's a confidence killer to do the comparison stuff with your kids. Right. Right. Well, also comparing yourself to other parents. Mm -hmm. So that will kill your confidence as a parent. If you're like, oh, no, I'm not doing what they're doing or I'm doing it different. Or remember, all of our kids are different. Our family situations are different. Our circumstances are di different. As long as you're, you know, doing the best you can to raise your kids, you're, you're following these tips that we're giving you now. It really helped tremendously. You cannot compare yourself to other people. It, it's just all different situations. And definitely don't compare your children to other children. Yeah. Because um, that could be hurt. And they can sense okay. that and feel that. And that those kids, they, are, they have hearts full of mush. Yeah. It just it rips them apart. Right. Number 10, our children can help us to be better people. But understanding that your kids do not define who you are. Right. Very important. It's our job to be a healthy influencer. Right. We have to make sure that we're the we're the ones influencing, that our children aren't the ones influencing us or that, controlling or controlling us, us or right. telling us how we're going to parent. The, they need us to parent them. They need us to influence them and show them the right ways. They're too young to understand the world at the same level that we do. And so it's important for us to not have our identity or, you know, being dictated by our children or, or we're told or invest our whole self into our children only. And so when they're gone, we don't even know who we are anymore. So all of these things are important to remember as you're parenting. Don't let them define us and, and be confident and be a healthy influencer for your children. You know, when you go back into scripture, we find that God the Father is, is our father. He's our parent. Right. He's a creator, but he's our parent. And he is symbolized and used uh, with the word father throughout the entire scripture. And with that being said, I have found in my own life that the more I get to know God and get to see how he parents me yeah. and parents other, but specifically me, the more I learn how to properly parent my children. Yeah. And so to begin to study the word of God more, finding, you know, the books that we talked about, using these tips, these are ways that you can truly become a fantastic parent. Because I, I got to tell you, there's no better an example of a fantastic parent than God the Father. Right. Amen. That's a good word. So with that being said, folks, these are the tips. There's, there's 10 here. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of time on any of them because this is more of a general feel for what we're what I think the Lord's looking for um, and the things that we've learned, um, both of us raising our own kids um, in um, different families, but we still used a lot of these techniques. Wise people will use these techniques. We learn them from Scripture. You learn them sometimes through uh, the School of Hard Knocks, but these yeah. are the techniques. If you need help with one of these, Always remember that you can give us a call on our hotline. Go to hopeforme.live, and on that you'll see the phone number, and just give us a call if we're not available. Uh, our team will give you a call back, and we will be able to help you through this process. Right, so right. So thank you very much, Angie. Appreciate thank it. You. All right. And, folks, we'll uh, see you next time.